This is a cinema game gardener, Dotson. What's going on, everyone? Wait, it actually feels... <laughs> it actually feels like such a long time since I did an intro, doesn't it? What is such a long time? How are you, everyone? I hope you're really good. Today is the day... With everything going on... I know, right? You must have forgot. Did you forget? I bet you didn't. I'm sure I mentioned it. Uh, today is first cut sunday hashtag first cut sunday which means only one thing which i'll tell you you missed the music didn't you i knew you had i knew what you hadn't i'll tell you after this Big up to the Flymo for sponsoring the podcast. And it's actually because of them we're doing this extra, extra podcast. Too many podcasts, you say. Eh? Too many podcasts. I know, right? Extra podcasts for First Cut Sunday. Right now, today, on Sunday, the... What day is it? I don't, whatever day today. What day is it? Let me, oh, hang on. What, let me check my phone. What day? Hang on. Uh, Is it what? Oh no, wait. Is it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah, here we go. <laughs> what? Cut it out. Yeah, wait. The 29th, Sunday the 20th. Now, if you listen to this past the 29th, you've missed it, ain't you? It doesn't matter, but it is first cut Sunday. It's just live. So if you listen to this straight away when you wake up in the morning... You are ready for First Cut Sunday, which means you, you, dear listener, can cut your grass today. There was no real rules against cutting it beforehand, but I feel like First Cut Sunday brings everyone together, sort of kicks off that gardening thing. We're all spending so much more time in our gardens at the moment. Beautiful weather. So much time in our gardens. The First Cut Sunday is that day. Where it really kicks off, where we really get planning, we give it a trim, we really get going and thinking, what are we going to do with the garden now? It's an incredible thing to think that your garden might look really messy and all you have to do is give it that one cut on First Cut Sunday and boom, looks amazing all of a sudden. It's like magic, isn't it? Like absolute magic. Uh, so to celebrate this, you may, may, you may not be, you may be a new listener, which is fine. Last year... On the podcast, we had David Hedges Goa, or Goa, who explains his name in this. Absolute legend. One of the nicest guys I met last year, uh, and he, my friend, is a lawn expert. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. We've brought you a lawn expert. So, if like me, <clears throat> I mean, don't get me wrong, green, green grass. My grass, grass is looking... Is looking incredibly green. I have got some ball patches. Those were my fault. A bit. They were. They were my fault. I had a little bonfire. I, I didn't think it would scorch the grass. It did. So I'm trying to sort them out at the moment. So in this interview, it may sound like I'm asking questions. I already know it. Obviously, I already. I'm, I'm a top gardener. I already know the answers. But for you, <clears throat> will I get away with that? 
for you, I've asked the questions again. So you you don't have to. There's some great value in this podcast, some great ideas. Uh, and, so, you know, if you really want a beautiful green lawn this year, then this is the podcast to listen to. Uh, look, if you're out in the garden, pottering away, pop the headphones in, give it a listen, and let's get going. Try, 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 try. The garden chit chat. Cha 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 cha. The garden chit chat. Uh, right, so welcome to uh, the podcast, Dave. I I I always want to say David Hedger's grower, but it's Gower, isn't it? It's it's Gower, yeah. Gower cricketer, you see, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, it. Yeah, when I got married, I became a Hedger's Gower, which. Um, People, people think it's great for gardening as well. For me, as long as well, you like you made it up. They always say, when I go on radio, they always go, you've got the perfect name for lawn care. <laughs> yes. Hedges. And you go, well, no, surely the perfect name would be lawn, wouldn't it? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Hedges Gower. Well, mate, welcome to the podcast. I know you've actually been on the podcast before. You were on last year, weren't you? I think so. Yeah, yeah mate. I, 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 as we've been speaking earlier, I'm not the greatest at even finding a podcast to listen to, let alone um, knowing whether I've been on one. So I'm, I'm pretty, honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm useless like that. So I think, yeah, we, we did a quick interview, didn't we, at TAM? We did. Um, I can't say I've listened to it. Um, probably wouldn't want to listen to my own voice anyway. But He was an absolute winner, um, mate. Ratings winner. So yes, we... <laughs> He did something. <laughs> Where it's gone, God only knows. You're you're also the you're the first uh, in three years. You're the first time we've ever done an interview over the phone. Cool. So congratulations. I don't know. You don't win anything, but congratulations. Right. That that is a shame. That is a shame. <laughs> uh, um, so I'll oh, hang up. Yeah, I've got you on because uh, it's Flymo's first cut Sunday. Which is basically the first time you should cut your grass according to Flymo. Yeah, that's so, wrong. But uh, what? Yeah. Oh, well, don't say that, mate. I'll get in trouble by Flymo. <laughs> why? When? Why? Well, what, yeah. what are you saying? <laughs> you know, the, the, you know. I mean, if, I don't even say anything by a, by a diary these days, um, especially when it comes to cutting your grass. Personally, I don't think you should ever stop with it. They don't mm. stop growing and don't stop mowing. That's that's my that's true. my little motto. I think they. Um, I, I think, so, I think Flymo do it because it brings people together, brings everyone together on one Sunday, all to get out there and cut it and start. Absolutely, off. yes, yeah. We, we, you know, we should, there should be a, you know, a, a springer sprung lawn day, hmm. uh, first of the year. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. That's that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll let it go for this moment. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but would you, would you um, continue to cut your grass throughout throughout the winter then? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you've got a nice lawn, uh, and, and by nice, I just mean healthy grass. I don't mean, you know, manicured to oblivion like most people tend to think. Every lawn care uh, expert wants their lawn to be, you know, looking like middle of uh, Wimbledon in the uh, middle of June. It's not, you know, I think um, healthy lawn care and what it does for the environment is mainly what, what I think. So if you've got a healthy healthy lawn with lots of grass you tend to have to cut it a bit more because the plant grows better um mm. if you've got a 
Paul then um, generally probably won't need cutting over the winter. But yeah, you should. You know, it's a pruning technique. Yeah. Um, we just think of it as as mowing, um, but it's it's vital to you know top it off every now and then over the winter as well. Yeah. Uh, you still the, the way certainly our species, our native species grow, they work better when you prune them. Um, so that if you don't prune them. They'll become quite unhealthy quite easily. They're two simple species, but um, you know the pruning technique of of mowing is is paramount to to how good those grasses perform. So, mm. it, it again, would... that can be that can be with a fly mow. That can be with anything as long as you're cutting sharp and sharp blades and everything else. Then um, you know the right height. It, it doesn't matter what you make it look like. It's just keeping the plant growing in a healthy environment. I love when you call it a plant. Now, it wasn't until I spoke to you last year that I ever even thought of it as a plant. Yes, yeah, well, it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, it's obviously a plant with many different sizes. You know, it's, it covers 25 27%. I think I said to you at the time, the hell calculated that, I don't know. <laughs> 25 27% of our planet in, in different forms, in cereals and goodness as well. It's a, you know, it's a super plant, really. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's looked upon... Well, it's everywhere, isn't it? So um, it's just green. It's always green, in fact. You know, it's not particularly exciting, but but when you look at the positivity that that what it does for the environment and our our uh, well-being and uh, health, etc., it is a plant to be thought about as a plant because it is uh, necessary. Simple mm-hmm. as that. Yeah. What What happens earlier when you said you um, you've got to cut it? with a sharp blade if you don't cut it with a sharp blade what happens why why is that so important well it's, it's weird i mean I, I try and use sort of different analogies i suppose over the time but the only one i can think of as a man it's a bit like shaving you know when when you shave with a blunt razor you tend to tear your skin a bit don't you yeah. it goes all dry and flaky and horrible but when you mow with a blunt blade which i'd say probably 99.9 percent of people do um, what it does, it tears the end of the blade, and then you start you stress the plant out, and it sort of loses its ability to take up food and water. So basically, if you cut it with a blunt blade, you're probably going to lose colour quite quickly, and eventually, you know, you can you can certainly make plant die. Um, so it's some, you know one of the most important factors that we all have to do right. because we're pruning on a regular basis, you know, bit weekly or, or whatever it might be. Um, if you prune any plant badly for 20 odd, 30 times per year, you, you're bound to, bound to suffer. Yeah, unfortunately, it does with lawns. You know, there's, there's one of the analogies I, I also use is it's a bit, um, there's a difference between mowing grass and cutting grass. Mm. But most of us mow grass, you know, we start a machine up and off we go. Um, if you want to cut it, you use a, a sharp blade, and, and you know the grass will benefit from it as well. So uh, vital. It's always best, you know. I'd say to anybody, buy a spare blade and um, change it yeah. if you want. Every every time you use it, you know it's a, it's a two minute job that can keep your lawn healthy and much greener and uh, denser than than it would be if you were going with a blunt one. At, at this time of year, like how, like what is it now? We're almost in April. So, so what length should you cut your grass at this time of year? Is there an actual definite length you should 
put it on, or do you know what I mean? Not really. The, the, the thing is, um, within the UK, we've got um, we've got a, a native lawn, which is basically a species uh, two two native grasses. Then we've got a sort of new kid on the block, which you buy in turf. So anyone that's got a, a newly turfed lawn within the last sort of ten years, you'll have a grass called ryegrass. It's very dark and green and and, and lovely when it goes in, but um, it doesn't doesn't develop. You know, it, one 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 plant stays as one plant. Mm-hmm. And our natural natural native grasses on on older existing bits of grass. Um, they they basically tiller and uh, thicken up and dense. So we prune them by scarifying. We prune them by mowing. Um, they both have different sort of uh, growth patterns, which means therefore they could have different heights of cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say with most people, if you if you never go below an inch, you'll probably have a slightly better lawn than than a lot of people, but be perfectly honest if you keep up towards the 30s and maybe even 40 mils um you'll you'll have a much better lawn most, most problems come from cutting too short right. it's as simple as that um golf courses have 18 tiny little circles because it costs a lot of money um and uses a lot of water etc when you cut grass too short because you're you know you're, you're cutting it almost to death um so if it's a cooling canopy. It's a protective canopy over our lovely brown soils. And, and the slightly um, longer you have it, uh, the more capability it's got of being a, acting as a cooling canopy and an insulator as well in the winter as well. So I, I would say never go below an inch, um, but if you can go closer to two, um, you'll, you'll keep a much green lawn. It's, it's surprising if you go past... Um, you know, any piece of grass, which I do, of course, I look at bits of grass all over the place. But generally, if you see a bit that's even at three inches, four inches on the side of a road, much greener than your lawn. Is it because it's um, the moisture more? You just, you just got the stronger plant that's able to take in more, more nutrient, that's all. Right. Um, so it becomes stronger. Simple right. as that. Cut it too short, you know, you take away the food uh, and water resource. The lid by 70% water. So right, if you okay. cut it too short, you're starving the plant, um, and you know that's when your problems generally start. So, yeah, I, I'd always go up in winter, um, but never go too low during the um, during the summer. Yeah. Um, as it gets warmer, tend to go up rather than down. Even though we might want, um, you know, not to, you know, get our Gucci shoes too wet, we might want it cut too short. It's better to keep a bit of grass on there. It's yeah. as simple as that. We, you know, if you want grass on there, then keep some higher cut in your in your lawnmower. Yeah, definitely, man. Like um, after I spoke to you last year, I did something this year to my grass, which yeah. which uh, it, it didn't look great afterwards. So I raked it. Yeah, that's called scarifying, right? No. Oh, no, what, what have I done is. to it? What have I done? <laughs> well. Look- well, it's, it's, it's one of those sort of myths, I suppose, that um, you can scarify lawn with a springbok rake. Um, it, you know, it's a, it was designed uh, as, a, as a leaf rake, essentially. But um, when, when you have a native grass species, you, you have to prune them, mm-hmm. um, and you prune them by slicing through them. Well, when you use a springbok rake, generally you can't slice through 
because we, we can't rake quick enough, if you see me. So you tend to pull grass out, you tend, tend to pull a bit of thatch out, and you tend to pull a bit of moss out, but right. you don't prune the plant. So it never quite does the same job as using a little blade machine yeah, spinning very fast that can actually slice through your shoots and your stodons, so, which allow those plants to redevelop. So have I done the wrong thing then, is what you're telling me? Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say, you know, most, most people use it for, you know, uh, a bit of fat control, but mainly moss control. So if you've got moss in there, um, which you should be preventing anyway rather than curing. Um, if you've got a bit of moss in there, get your rake out, scratch it out, and everything's fine. Well, it, it can never work to create a healthy lawn because mm. it doesn't prune the plant. It doesn't make the plant redevelop from its, within itself, which is what our native species do. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's old school. Um, it, it, you'd never particularly get... Um, a lawn expert telling you that's the right tool. Mm. I suppose if you've got awkward little corners um, or even on the lawn edges, it can work, but but not as a pruning technique. It definitely can't. You know, it's, it, like I say, it removes material. Right. So right. You'll, you'll only get a certain percentage of the benefit of pruning uh, or scarifying the, the lawn with a with a lawn rake, whatever it's called. Yeah. Right. Well, I won't be doing that again then because it looked awful afterwards. Yeah, like, a war well, it, it, like I say, it, it doesn't slice through things. So you know, if you've got a stone on, it tends to sort of pull it up rather than prune it, and and therefore everything looks a bit straggly and horrible. And um, yeah, it, it just doesn't. It's not worth. It, you know, it should stay stay in the shed and um, come out for leaf raking as it was designed. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that. Another thing you, it's simple but true. Another thing I learnt from you is if and I and. I spoke about this to someone the other day. I think it was my neighbour. And uh, they were like, oh, I'm going to go and fork my grass. Now, I know you said that is not the right thing to do. Well, the, the, the strange thing, again, you, you know, you've got a tool there which was designed to dig over flower beds and vegetable beds. That's what a garden fork was designed for. Yeah. Um, that, that wasn't ever designed by anyone looking after a piece of grass. But, of course, because it makes holes... Um, and I suppose, pointing back to Dr. Hessian's book, who was a, a, an enthusiast, remember, not an expert, um, you know, we've gone, well, it makes holes, so it must improve drainage. Well, if you've got a lump of clay and you stick some spikes into a lump of clay, um, generally that probably will actually consolidate um, and compact the clay more than it already was. Yeah. Um, you put a solid mass into a solid mass, you can't really compaction. You can't really do much benefit at all. Even if you wiggle it around and put sharp sand in it, it still won't actually do anything at all. So mo- most people um, don't aerate either at all or not very often. So you're better off looking at something like a hollow tine uh, implement, which removes plugs, which decompacts ground, which means that you know, drainage will improve by those those holes sort of collapsing in amongst themselves, creating little new cracks and fissures for roots to get down and develop. Um, you'll get better usage out of your fertilizer. You'll get better usage out of watering if you do water. So, so it's yeah. The garden fork is a is a bit old school, bit old technology. 
Um, and you, you'd have to, you know, if you've got great soil, if you've got perfect soil, mm. which not many places do, of course, then, then solid tining to a degree can work. But you're talking of soils that have already got good airspace, good water storing space in it. Um, most people don't get good soils. So <clears throat> we've got to look at a different way of aerating. So again, I would say keep, unless you've got good soils, keep this walking in kit next to spring block. Um, <laughs> You want something that's going to work, and yeah. fork won't. Where, where did these things come? Where did these like the the rake thing, the fork thing? Where did all these myths come from then? I think, to be honest, they come from uh, you know gardeners, I suppose, and I, I don't mean this in the wrong way. But <clears throat> when you look at um, where, where's where's lawn care first started, it probably started on Gardener's World. Yeah. All them years ago, I guess. Um, I'm not necessarily old enough to remember anyone other than um, uh, Jeff. Blah, blah, forget his surname. Hamilton. Um, Hamilton, that's it. Um, but but where did it come from? I I don't know where these implements came from. I don't quite know when they were. Um, I don't know when the Springbok rake was even designed, so to speak. But I'm sure it wasn't that old. The Garden Fork, obviously, a little bit, little bit older than that. But um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think people have just looked at it. A gardener may have looked at it and gone, "Well, you know, that, that's fine. It works in my flower beds. Maybe I'll stick some holes in the ground and drain my lawn or something." I don't know. I think, yeah, there's there's lots of myths like that. Um, I, I don't know where they came from. I, I put a picture up on Twitter a couple of years ago about um, there's a black and white picture of some groundsmen. Um, at a football stadium and um, they were forking puddles um, <laughs> which you used to do probably back then yeah. you know in the 18, 1900s or whatever it was um, and you kind of went well yeah that's not a <laughs> that's just a way to get a game played to get puddles off the surface it's yeah. not a not what you call a defined aeration technique but, no. but I, I guess maybe just nobody's nobody's stood up and said hang on a minute you know <laughs> This, it's not worth the effort. I don't know. Maybe not until I've started shouting about it. Anyway, I don't know. That that tool you talked about, that air, that aeration tool. Where do you get them yeah. from? Because last year when you told me about it, I was like, "Wicked! I'll get myself one." I can't find them anywhere. They, I suppose one of the strange thing is they there's nobody does one that's very good. Right. Um, that's one of the problems. You can get them from home base. And, Amazon, goodness knows what else, but they're they're not the easiest tool to use. I've been trying to develop one myself for a while, um, but as I said to you before, I'm only good at certain things, uh, so I'm not very good at putting it together. But um, you, you'll you'll get one from any any garden centre for sure. Um, I can't find an own base. Them. I can't. If own base are listening to this, then let me know if you can, if you've got one because I couldn't find one last year. Homebase did one. Um, sold out. They're ago, so popular. No. You made them so popular, mate. They sold out. They might have done. They might have done. They also weren't the best in the world. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, without going into it too deeply, then no one's designed one that I would certainly suggest using unless you want to um, probably have a sore foot at the end of it. Um, hence why I'm looking at designing one myself that is a bit user friendly. Um, so yeah, the home base one wasn't good, but they, they, you know you can buy them. I think from about ten pounds up to about thirty pounds. But um, but yeah, they, everyone has them. Everyone yeah. has them. 
I would think that because a lot of people didn't actually suggest using them, then maybe they didn't sell as well as perhaps the garden fork did. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so maybe maybe someone maybe there's a story there that you know the conspiracy is that you know or, or someone else has invented the uh, <laughs> invented the idea of solid timing to, to just sell masses of forks. I don't know. Because... I'm, I'm joking, of course. I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. Had to go and cut the lawn Got the mower out It was okay but it Didn't really cut my lawn Had to go down to the shop that day Got myself a floor mower baby And went all the way Cut the grass Boom 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 There goes Blades of grass in the room It was not in the room It was out in the garden I should admit But Flamo did it Every little bit It's a Flamo Baby A Flamo machine That cuts the grass straight off what what is like so then you know these podcasts when I do interviews are mainly me research <laughs> research and stuff and especially yeah. class like, I want like a banging lawn I've said this for yeah. for ages and it's get it's slowly getting there but what can yeah. I feed my grass which is not going to cost me loads of money I thought you were going to say not going to cost me the earth. That, <laughs> oh, um, damn. oh, let me say that again. <laughs> yeah, that's. That, um, well, I mean, again, I, I, I work with number, uh, simply one particular company myself. Um, I don't, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but um, it, it's an organic product that um, yeah, it doesn't cost the earth, and it's actually derived from food waste, for example. So, mm-hmm. um, we, we, I've been using this product for you know many many years um and the benefits of organics and certainly this product as well it, it, it tends to work not just on making your grass grow a little bit it tends to also work on your soils which is primarily the the area well, again going back to what you said earlier that we don't look on grass as a plant if you do like anyone who grows a plant what's the first thing we think of we, we think of the growing medium yeah you know we think of what's it going to grow in and you know, if we've got a pot um, and a plant, we tend to make it, to begin with, we make it the best environment for that plant to grow really, really well. Mm-hmm. And then when it grows really well, we try and even grow it better. So we repot things and we put new soil in. We do lots and lots of different things. But with the lawn, we tend not to think of the soil. So therefore, if we don't work on soils, you know, we tend to then think, well, if I can just throw something on top, that makes the grass jump out of the ground. Maybe that's the solution, whereas it's not. It's more a case of, you know, just trying to work out why why your plant may be struggling. Yeah. Um, a lot of lawns do struggle because, as I say, we take the food away every time we mow the grass, mm-hmm. um, and then we don't replenish it. So filling the lawn is is a useful thing, and and it's something really you need to do on a well, I'd say regular basis, and you need to do two, three, four times a year if you can. Right. Um, so organic feeds are great. 
um, the one I use, um, you know, is a certain brand. There's there's plenty out there. There's lots of them. I use this one because of the uh, the fact that yes, it's it's um, uh, it derives from food waste. So um, I think I personally like that. I like the idea of that, and the fact that it um, it kind of does what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. There's lots of fertilizers out there and, um, that that make grass grow. This one works in a slightly different way. I don't know how. I don't know. <laughs> almost don't need to know, but. But it does. It doesn't create a lot of top growth, but it does give me lot. It gives you lots of plant density, mm-hmm. which is really what most people want. Yeah. If you've got plant density, then you can you can make your lawn look pretty. You can put pans. You can do anything you want. So mm-hmm. if you can if you can enhance your soils in some way, whether it be soil conditioners and fertilizers um, from an organic source, it, that, that's one way. Other than that, the best way and most affordable way is, is the aeration because you you increase, you know, just by adding oxygen, um, by, you know, removing these little plugs from the, the soil, you're, you add oxygen, you also add the ability to improve the drainage, you improve then the root development from when they collapse in amongst themselves. Um, you've just in, enhanced the plant in every single way. If you can add some feed to it at various times of the year mm-hmm. then actually growing grass is incredibly simple right. we tend to just make it more difficult than <laughs> it actually needs to be and that's why I think most people fail <laughs> they just you know they go out with a with a springbok and a fork as i've watched on gardeners world many times you know um put a spring feed down and then go well there you go try and, <laughs> try and look good for 12 months a year and you think well can't happen yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> if it were that easy if it were that easy we wouldn't have groundsmen all over the world you know that's very true um, right? so yes a lot of it's education and then going back to you know myths and um, in- incorrect advice out there yeah which is why the lawn association is so important as I said yeah actually can you on the podcast <laughs> can need... you just talk about that mate talk about your lawn association the, so, do you want me to say about it yeah just yeah definitely mate if you're happy yeah. to yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I've just been attacked by um, a spaniel at the moment. Sorry, that happens. Um, yeah, the Lawn Association. We, we we did hope to actually launch it on the first of April, right? Um, of which time I also had jury service at the time, which has now been cancelled, which is quite cool. Um, but at the moment, because of obviously some things, we've delayed it. But the idea of the Lawn Association really is um, is to be a go-to place for homeowners and and I suppose semi-professional gardeners, professional gardeners, landscapers, and all professionals. And the idea behind it has been something close to me I've, I've um, been involved in, and that's educating people uh, in lawn care. You know, I, I train, you know, professional gardeners all over the countries. You know, I'm an advisor, um, trainer, educator for the National Trust Gardeners, um, and it's important to me, um, and I know that most people there don't have the basics. Um, so I, I train the basics, but in a very simple way that gets people inspired to understand grass as a plant. So, um, so yeah, the homeowner section will be an online thing where anybody can go on and learn a little bit. Maybe, maybe you, for example, yourself. You know, you may just get the basics there of what's going to work when to do it mm. how to do it 
um, without without having to go through a qualification or anything. It's a nice, simple um, online course. You know, you turn up, off you go, um, and then you can go away and work on your own lawn. But if you want something a bit different, the professional side that we're we're aiming at professional gardeners and landscapers and lawn professionals is is a um it'll be a practical course um over perhaps five days uh first courses are with starting hopefully at very good ones at the um around about the end of the year but it'll be giving people a sort of accreditation in lawn care that they can then use you know within their business model as well um, oh, cool. whether they be a gardener or a landscaper so yeah there's um hope it's happening soon um <laughs> i can't give a date at the moment that's the only downside even though it's an online website um until such things uh fall into place we, we can't give an exact date but we'll we'll be announcing it to the press somewhere that's pretty awesome uh, hopefully you'll be a bit excited about it as well yeah, definitely, man. Like that's what everyone strives for—the green grass, isn't it? So, you know, I think it's—I think it's a good idea. Yes, yeah. The strange thing was, have you been to Hinco at all? I've not. No. No, I mean, I've, I've never been, but obviously, as I said to you earlier, I was there yesterday. There's a lawn area. There was an area called the Stilts, and it's—I um, don't know—I should know, but I think it's a sort of um, uh, they call it pleached. Um, beach edge or something right. or trees a big pardon um, and, and they look um, they look very pretty uh, they're just coming out into leaf at the moment in the middle of it is a bit of lawn that right. was put down many years ago by some sports turf people I think that's probably the safest, <laughs> safest word to use um, and the, the lawns are absolutely awful um, and um, the gardener was saying to me, you know, when people walk down here, the first thing they look at is the grass. Yeah. And at the moment, I mean, it's more moss than grass. Um, so you've got this beautiful little teeny corner of Hidcote Garden with a, you know, a, a set of trees that are, you know look absolutely amazing you think when they're out. Yeah. Um, and then a crappy piece of grass, which which is drawing your eye for the wrong reasons at the moment. So yeah, you're right. It does. It, it, if you put grass out of most gardens, it would spoil it. Yeah, I know a lot of people think think the otherwise, but but it's um you know it's a colour that our eyes are drawn to, um and, and a nice lawn. I think uh, well again that's one of the myths. You know the perfect lawn um, ideology. You know people tend to think that my lawn, for example, is you know mown with a slender looking like um, a bowling group, but. <laughs> You know, perfect lawn is what's perfect for you. That, that's really, it can be anything. Um, modern day, it can be anything. It can have flowers in it. It can have um, weeds, whatever we call weeds these days. It, it can be weed-free if that's really what you want, but it's perfect for you. Um, as long as it's healthy, as long as it does the environmental benefits, it's better to have them in our gardens, you know, cooling our gardens for our dogs and our children. You know, soaking up carbon dioxide, releasing oxygen. Better have that Definitely. than plastic glass, for example. Well, that is a beautiful way to put <laughs> to start talking about plastic <laughs> glass, mate. Because I, I, that is one thing we never touched on last year was we really, no. didn't really talk about it too much. I think we said we were going to get you to have a fight with someone that sells plastic glass or something like that, didn't we, or something like that? I don't know if it was a fight. <laughs> you know, I, I just say like. 
my ankles and I'm not that nimble around the ring anymore. <laughs> not that I have been around the ring, but you know, I'm, yeah. I think a verbal fight, yeah. We, yeah well, I actually, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of them have gone a bit quiet, if I'm honest, knowing what yeah. I see. Yeah. Um, you know, um, they're, they're probably still out there. Well, they'll, they'll be out there today, probably laying. Laying plastic grass all over the country still. It's so, um, it's so strange though. Like yeah, I've they, seen so many people talk about it recently, like saying they're getting it, and I'm like, I don't get it. Well, it, I, the bit that I don't get, and I, and I might be hated for this, I don't get horticulturists, whoever, whoever calls themselves horticulturist, be a homeowner, um, gardener, landscaper. I, I don't get. If you're a horticulturist, how you can justify the use of plastic grass? Simple mm. as that. You know how how my petition hasn't got didn't get hundred thousand people in in a week is beyond me. What did that petition get? Whole... By the way, say that again. Sorry? Did it get a hundred thousand in the end? No, good God, no! People won't sign it. You'd be surprised. Even some of the garden celebrities that I've spoken to um, won't sign it. Um, I even got one particular garden celebrity who, who said that um, they thought I was I'd be benefiting from it <laughs> by, by not having plastic grass in the lawn. I'd be benefiting from it. Like, but what? How does I won't obviously name that person, but you know, how how does that even make sense in any on any level? I mean, you know, this is plastic we're talking about. This is horticulture we're talking about. Mm. It's quite simple really. You know, if if if, if we went round, or if, if some uh, body suddenly went round and started taking out every bit of box and said, right, we're replacing that with plastic box because it looks lovely, yeah. um, and we don't want to have all this disease, et cetera, et cetera, you know, it'd be a bloody uproar. Well, you know, go? you'd have hundred thousand people immediately. <laughs> you know, but but with plastic grass, I think again the. The myths are that, um, you know, petrol mowers, um, you know, give out obviously tons of carbon dioxide. You've got, um, lawns being watered all over the country, which I, I don't see. I mean, I see a lot of lawns and I never see lawns watered because it's a plant that, that can survive and adapt as we know that through yeah. the drought of two years ago. Um, and it uses lots and lots of chemicals. Um, and all these three things are a mess which people either stick with or, or believe either way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a plant that doesn't need watering. It, it shuts down. It has the ability to shut down in the heat like we saw in 2018. Yeah. And then it comes back to life. That's the wonder plant that can do that. <laughs> there are many plants that can do that, believe in, in gardening. Um, we've got battery power now. We've got um, robotic mowers. Um, that aren't using any fossil fuels at all, and they'll just get better and better and better. Yeah. Um, and the use of chemicals, well, the same, you know, garden centres, it's, it's almost impossible to find anything anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that lawns in any shape or form, if you mismanage one and you're piling on loads of water to make it green when it could be hungry, or piling loads of fertiliser on with weed killer in it, as some of the products that are out there now do uh that probably don't kill the weeds anyway yeah. um and you're putting more on because it's not killing them then then maybe um maybe you're not particularly good for the environment <laughs> rather than your law um but i think you know it's a it's a bit of a myth that um 
plastic grass is is better than natural grass. You know, we, we, everywhere we go in the country is grass. Yeah, it's here for a reason. It's here because our environment needs it. That's it. Um, you know, we've got to get away from the uh, the concept of the perfect lawn being weed free. You know, green all year round, immaculate, cut short. It's not. No. It's never been like that. I don't think. Um, but the process of uh, getting plastic, it shouldn't even be a consideration. So, yeah, I, I'm a little bit disappointed when horticulturists, or I'd almost call them so-called horticulturists in my mind, but that's probably a bit hitting in the knuckle. But yeah, <laughs> if they don't support the banning of plastic grass or certainly the uh, reduction, then, yeah, I'd question their morality a little bit with horticulture. Yeah, he's like a little bit. Gone. No, you carry on, carry on. No, I may on. have said something that I'd regret. <laughs> it's all right, mate. I'll stand by you. All right, I'll stand by you. No, no, I was only joking. I you can tell joking. me who it is carry after on. we get off the call, right? You can. T- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, you'd be shocked. You'd be shocked. But um, um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't. I would name them because you know, at the end of the day, it's it's this is you know. Uh, and I said his that's that's could, probably a bit could be a girl that's his could, choice. Be a, could be a girl <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to name I'm not going to name I wouldn't do that but but it, you know that, that it just beggars belief as to why people don't feel strongly about it mm-hmm. but then you get views like that um, and views like you know it's bad for the environment to have grass itself um a natural plant um you know i, I can't get my head around those sort of things so yeah he's like you know, i'm quite outspoken on it but yeah no good man it's here's what i don't understand is that i get people say oh i want um like a plastic lawn because it's easy to look after and you know i don't have to do anything to it and i'm like yeah. well i've got a lawn in my back garden that I don't have to do anything to because I've got a robot going around, which is a hundred right. times cheaper. I don't know, not exactly a hundred times. I don't know. I don't yeah, even know how much it yeah. is to put fake lawn down, but definitely cheaper than than putting a lawn down. I think I think the, the, the biggest thing with um, and again the bit that we don't think about, um, you know, when, when I, I did a blog recently. I, I wrote an article for I think it was Culture Weekly actually. And I said, isn't it funny that the people um, that talked about, or well, we've talked about banning lawns and getting plastic lawns put in gardens um, because of the amount of fossil fuel used from lawnmowers. And you think, hang on a minute, what a clever bit of marketing because the people that are telling us that fossil fuels are the people that are making plastic glass. <laughs> um, so they're, they're winning it either way, aren't they? Um, <laughs> maybe there's something in that that we're not looking into, but... But the bit that I've been always been talking about, which nobody sees, is the, the this can't be buried. It's illegal to bury plastic grass. Yeah. The cost of recycling it um, is astronomical. Right. It's not actually done at all in the UK. Um, it's not particularly done much in the world. And I've, I've posted many videos where, you know, yes, people have had their 15 or 10 years of uh, life out of it. Mm. But what happens to it after that? Because it's not being recycled. There's just mountains of this stuff. It's crazy. All over pictures. the UK, all over the world. Um, they're stockpiled, absolutely stockpiled. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, although plastic grass is very expensive to put in now, if, if we added the cost of recycling it, it would be unattainable. 
So at the moment, it's an industry that basically, um, I, I would say, coining, coining the money in mm. without the um, ethical part of, of thinking about recycling or, or doing it. You can't burn it. You can't bury it. You've just got to stockpile it. If, if it does get buried, it's illegal and, and not good. Not good at all. So, what's, so um, what's yeah, it's that reason that, that's as bad as anything ever. What's going to happen to all? Because if if you look on on your Twitter feed and stuff, you'll see the photos and bits of it. What's going to happen to that yeah. massive pile of of <laughs> plastic rods? Just going to sit there forever, is it? Well, I guess so. Yeah, it'll be here for hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, until until somebody, I mean, I don't know quite who would have to pay for um, the recycling. Should it ever happen? I, I wouldn't think it would be the people that are selling it and making fortunes from it. Um, I would think it would probably come down to taxpayer or something. I, mm. I have no idea. But I find it just immoral in the first instance that, that we've even got to that position. Mm. Um, you know, we, we must have enough plastic that we don't need to be ripping up part of nature uh, to put something down that's deemed as more maintenance friendly. As you pointed out, as, as I pointed out at Town Park last year, we, we've got the perfect situation now. We've got battery powered mowers that don't use fossil fuel. We've got robots that use fossil fuel. So the easy maintenance of lawn care is it's already been preceded by products like that, like that, like your little flymo. I think you've got a little flymo robot, haven't you? Yeah, I have a um, smucker, mate. I love it. So we keep nature, um, we keep nature, we keep the, the lawn um, doing what it does for the environment. Yeah. Um, without ripping it up and sticking plastic down and losing losing all the goodness that, that lawns do. Well, that's the other thing. Nate, like you said, you touched on it quickly there, that nature is just like a big thing as well because once you start putting basically carpet down, you're sort of blocking that, aren't you? And that is, I mean, that's the other thing. Is it is actually just a lump of carpet. You can go into carpet, right, and, you know, other manufacturing brands and buy your lawn. I mean, it just it, it just doesn't make sense in any shape or form. Have you seen, um, David, have you seen the pink plastic grass? No. Right. No. I, I can't remember where I saw it. When, when we get out, um, I need to take a photo and show you. So, somewhere it's right. selling pink, pla- I don't know who's using it, who's putting it yeah. down, pink plastic grass. Beyond belief. <laughs> Beyond belief. I, I mean, I... I, 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 mean, I I, I would say, without saying too much, I do know, you know, of, of another well-known celebrity that has a bit of plastic grass, um, um, which, which I, I wouldn't again say the name, but um, I understand maybe if you're in the middle of London and you know want something looking like a piece of grass, I can perhaps understand, or maybe maybe some of the. Um, School areas, for example, you know, which is close to your heart, of course. You know, I can understand some of them play areas being plastic grass, perhaps. Um, although, you know, it's debatable whether you should be using it. The, the other interesting thing, Lee, is that the, um, there's a thing called 3G. I don't know if you've heard of this in bubble pitches. No. Um, and that's basically a plastic, plastic football pitch, um, which then gets uh, infilled with. Uh, little bits of crumb rubber. Oh yeah, I've seen. Base, 
which which we put all our kids playing football on because you know we're we won't spend any money looking after a normal football pitch. Yeah. And of course, these these car tyres, cartogenics, known cartogenics, amongst other things, mm-hmm. and all our children are playing on these. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird that anyone. But nobody says on. anything. Yeah. Nobody says anything. This is a bit. This is. A little bit, little bit bizarre, but very dangerous. It really it's is. another story. So can um, people still sign this campaign that you've got going on? They can. Yeah, I, I, I don't know um, the address of it or anything, but I think it's, it's on my Twitter somewhere. Yeah, get um, it back up, mate. We but, need to, I mean, there's, you know, there's send, lots going on at the moment. Send but... your, <laughs> your 56,000 there and, <laughs> and get them all to sign it and see if we can get some motion behind it. But, yeah, um, definitely. You know, it, it, it's important, and like I say, when it goes into your into all your three G football pitches played on by your kids, it's something that you know should be taken seriously because it, it's pretty scary. Definitely, do. Definitely. Just not talked about again because it's the petroleum business. Mm. Yeah, well, there you go. We've we've covered a lot in this podcast. Cool. <laughs> we've covered. <laughs> we've gone from lawn care to laying into plastic. What we're going to do one day, David, all right, we are going to, I'm going to, after I get off off the podcast here, I'm going to talk to you about who this celebrity is. Yeah. And I'm going to get them and we're going to get a boxing ring. No, we're not really. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. Um, Mate. Good. uh, Thanks so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome. I really appreciate it. It's always good to to have you on. Yeah, it's been good to talk. Good to talk. And, um, yeah. Cha 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 cha. And there we have it. Thanks so much to David for being part of this podcast. It's always so interesting for me to talk to David about grass. Now you wouldn't thought it, would you? But grass actually is quite an interesting plant, isn't it? And I always call it a plant now. So important. It's the one of the most important plants we ever grow. People never did I think I'd say that. Never. Um, so look. First Cut Sunday, we want to see your hashtag. Hashtag First Cut Sunday. Get it on the old Twitter. Get it on the Insta. I want to see you guys out there cutting your grass, getting amongst it in the sunshine. God, I hope it's going to be sunny when this podcast goes out. Imagine if it absolutely hammers it down. First Cut Sunday, get that grass cut. Get out there in the garden. I hope you've enjoyed all the podcasts from the last week or so. Crikey, we had a lot of podcasts, didn't we? We even passed. We even passed the birthday, the the podcast birthday, the third birthday. We didn't even celebrate with everything going on. Didn't feel right. We'll come to four years. The four year celebration would be big, right? But yeah, sure, of course it will. Uh, so look, thank you very much. Enjoy cutting the grass, and I shall speak to you in the next podcast. Migration.
Mrs. A. Sinnegan, the gardener. Dachshund.